Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friend, welcome to another edition of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Have you been wondering about what NFT uh, technology and NFT art is and the blockchain and cryptocurrency? And, oh, where, where do I fit in all of this as an artist? Well, today I've got some great guests on uh, Patrick and Lily, who are both uh, artists and an entrepreneur couple from Singapore who are doing some incredible things in the NFT space. And uh really just believe God's raising them up for some incredible things in this hour, not only in their own art, but also to help other artists uh, just like us who are wanting to learn about NFT and this whole digital world out there. You know, so many times throughout history, uh, the church is way, way, way behind when it comes to new uh, invention. In fact, I was just watching Downton Abbey the other night for like the fifth time. <laughs> and they were they were introducing the radio and everybody was like, oh, the radio is a fad. And I, and I think about, you know, throughout history, the way that that people and in, in, uh, in the church in particular has talked about things like radio and the Internet and television and and digital technology and all of these sorts of things almost throwing rocks from the sideline when in fact God doesn't call us to be, you know, throwing rocks at the things in culture. He calls us to be salt and light, to be in the middle of things that are going on in culture so that we can release his light in his life, that we can be uh, a a change, uh, you know, a force of change in the middle of culture and and be uh, releasing his redemptive and, and restorative nature. So, I want to bring all of that today to you just by way of a caveat. If you are somebody that is generally not an early adopter and 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 kind of late to the party sometimes when it comes to technology, this will probably be a stretch for you. But I want you to reserve judgment and I want you to try to hear by the spirit what the Lord is saying. I don't have all the answers about NFT technology. I know that there's a lot of craziness out there. I know that there's a lot of crazy political agenda around it and that sort of thing. But I know just like everything in culture, God has not called us to give up territory. He's called us to walk in the authority of the kingdom and to take dominion and to be ambassadors of his goodness and of his glory. And so I pray today that as you listen to this podcast and as you're understanding, you know, what this could be potentially for you that you hear by the ears of the spirit, not just by the ears of, oh my gosh, this is so weird. And I don't, I don't think this is uh, for me and I'm just going to turn it off. Listen, listen and hear um, what the Lord is saying. All right. Well, hey, I love you very much. Remember, be sure to subscribe, be sure to leave a review or a comment and uh, let us know that you're listening out there and I'm going to get out of the way. Here's my friends, Patrick and Lily. Well, hey, my friends, I am super excited to have an incredible couple on the podcast today from Singapore, Patrick and Lily. Guys, welcome. So glad that you are here. Hello. Hello. Good to see you guys. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Such an honor. Yes, absolutely. So glad you're here. Listen, I, I'm so honored that you guys would, would come on. And I, I told my wife the other day, I said, I'm about to do a podcast about a subject that I don't have a lot of uh, information about, but 
literally, guys, I was praying the other day. I said, Lord, I need to talk to somebody who loves you and who is in this space and who knows what they're talking about. And literally, you guys popped up. And so I just believe that this is going to be a divine appointment for the Lord to really kind of uncover some great things for artists all over the world who are thinking about uh, NFT technology and the blockchain and, and all of this sort of thing. So um, real quick, just a little bit of background. Tell everybody uh, who you guys are, where you are in the world, what you do, and then we'll kind of jump into the topic of the day. Okay. Thank you for, <clears throat> for having us. I think my name is Patrick. I'm from Singapore. So I'm a true balloon Singaporean. So we live in the, uh, the, the, what is it called? Um, equator. Equator side of, <laughs> of the world. So, so, so we only have three weathers for information. We have three weathers, hot, hotter, and hottest. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's the Singapore weather. And uh, oh, yeah, I'm a, myself is full-time artist. So I, I, I uh, specialize in hyperrealism art and also using, I love to mix media with things, to put things, two things together, like example from resin combined with uh, oil painting, with airbrush, with, uh, yeah, include sculpting and VR and many other things more. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, my name is Lily. I'm Patrick's uh, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, because I'm his current <laughs> wife. <laughs> we always like to say that, yeah. I love so, it. Uh, yeah, so I was uh, really running a creative agency for 20 years. And then just last year, I came on board full-time, you know, to really help him with this uh, art business and so on. So he's only been a full-time artist, actually, uh, for about four and a half years, mm. you know. So before yeah. that, it was more a commercial uh, creative director, you know, yeah. in, in, the, in the advertising and creative uh, industry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my wife and I work together in our business, too, and I know it is a wonderful opportunity for freedom and and to make your own way in the world and that sort of thing and to do the things that God's put on your heart as a couple. There's also challenges along the way, I'm sure. How how have you guys gotten to learn to work together? Like who's who's strong at what? Who handles what in your in your business? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, as you like the quick intro just now, I'm the creative person. So I'm the more um, um, doing the work in terms yeah. of creative work, painters and everything. But she's the brain behind. So she's the one that turning me. Yeah, she's the one that managed the whole thing. And yeah. from, from, uh, from operational to, to uh, strategies, to structures, to managing the theme, the galleries. Yeah, so she's the woman behind me. Yeah, and we always we always like to say, right, that um, a marriage really is impossible without Jesus being in the center. And I think it's exactly the same for running a business. We'll tear our hair out, you know, if the vision doesn't come from the Lord, because we'll have so much differing opinions, you know. But ultimately, you know, praying and getting the vision from the Lord aligns us. Mm. And we keep that big picture in mind all the time so that the little details, you know, doesn't matter because you you can't fight over the smallest thing, right? But the key thing is just kind of take it to the Lord and then, you know, everything just melts. So you're like, okay, God, you're in charge. I'll give in to him. That's fine if he wants to do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, 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 sorry. And I was just going to say, I think in my own marriage, I, there came a point, we've been married uh, almost 25 years, and there came a point where we started to realize, hey, the things that make the other person different are actually a gift from the Lord. You know, mm. God's trying to complete you uh, as a couple so that you can do so much more than you ever could um, you know, separately. And it sounds like you guys are seeing that same dynamic as well. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I totally, I 100% agree because I, I, I won't be able to do what I do without without her behind me and uh, and supporting because I'm an artist, right? So I, I certain thing I don't really think in certain direction. So I need someone who has that that uh, uh, God given mind and the wisdom to to steer me back sometimes. Yeah. I love and, that. And yeah, and many of times we we on my side, example, I am uh when when I when when I do work, I know my weakness, I know my strength. So so the key is that when do you give your 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 weakness to someone to manage it? Yeah, it's a it's a submission of that part. And and likewise from her side, she will submit certain things to me to let me handle it. Really? So that's how we yeah, that's how we try to manage it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Do you guys have kids or? No, we don't have kids. No, yeah. but we serve actively. I mean, previously in our church, you know, as uh, youth ministers. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of like have a lot of uh, youths that kind of grow up together with us and yeah. so on. Yeah. I love really it. Love privilege. it. Yeah. And the art is the children, right? That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love right. it. I love it. So Patrick, you know, you've been doing your art for a lot of years. Um, as you said, you know, you do hyperrealism and your beautiful work behind you. Even um, your art business has started changing over the last few years with the introduction of NFT technology, the blockchain, all of that. Talk about the process because, and then we'll kind of get into what is NFT technology and that sort of thing. Mm. But when did the Lord start to speak to you about this really monumental shift that is happening in the world in digital technology. Okay. Maybe let me do a, a bit of backstory yeah. back a little bit. Yeah. I think why I started to do art is because um, I think one day I just heard the Lord told me about um, preaching the gospel through art. Mm. Yeah. So, and because art is, we all know art is, a, is something that is, uh, um, there's no boundary, right? People don't feel offended when they look at the, the inspiration behind. In fact, all the art that I do is uh, um, scripture, scripture inspired. Mm. Yeah. So I realized that a lot of people who are, who are non-believers, they, they are very open to look at the scriptures, look at the inspiration behind. Yeah. And because it's art. And then along, and then also at the same time, um, the Lord told me, say, okay, put, no, bring love, joy, and hope into every spaces. Mm. Yeah, so in the physical spaces where like house offices and 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 uh, different environments, right? But until recently, when the whole thing about NFT rising up, and there's a time where where the Lord just started to tell us, so remember, every spaces include digital spaces, bring love, joy, and hope into the digital spaces as well. Yeah. So that's how we started to explore NFT. Uh, it's, it's quite a steep learning curve because uh, things are changing so fast. Yeah. yeah. yeah Isn't it so think- good though? I think just from a kingdom perspective, and I know when I say that you guys know what I'm talking about, you guys go to an uh, incredible church there in Singapore that so many people would know. Um, but I know, I love the fact that you guys are embracing this idea that there's not a secular space or a, a, a you know, a holy space that is all the kingdom. It's every place we place our feet, we take the kingdom of God. And so as you're moving in whatever it is that God's called you to do, you have the opportunity to release his light, his life, his power, his transforming goodness and all of that. And the digital space, just to amplify the point, the digital space is no different than the physical space that we, that we walk in because we're seeing now and you, so much more than me, 
we're seeing people spend more and more and more time through gaming and through other things, spending time, real time in these in these digital spaces, aren't we? Yeah, and I think it's also, um, in a way, a little bit of a natural, I would, would I call natural evolution? Mm. Because, uh, because we've been in the creative industry for such a long time. Uh, he only became a full-time artist five years ago. Yeah. So a lot of it, like um, even the hyper-realism art that he does, he actually does it digitally. It's digital wow. hyperrealism. Yeah. Wow. It's actually not on paper, but he does it on an iPad, which gives him um, control over really, uh, really high resolution, you know, of art. And when we first started four years ago, you know, we also wanted to bring technology into all his art. So almost every piece of art that he does actually has a, a augmented reality effect. Yeah. Wow. So in our gallery, in our gallery in Singapore, essentially, I think the entire gallery is uh, AR enabled, which means like you come in, you experience art come alive when you point your like, handphone against the picture. Mm. Yeah. So I think with all this kind of like uh, stepping into that digital space where we got the vision from the Lord was something that wasn't that daunting because we've always been kind of in a digital arena. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. And he also paints using uh, VR, virtual reality with a goggle as well. Yeah. He's been doing that for three years. Yeah, it's just that the technology has taken off. So not a lot of people actually can experience it. But mm. I think in the coming year, we're going to see a big change in that area as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. so good. You know, I, I think I mentioned to you before the other day when we were we were talking and just for our, our listeners, I was in a mastermind group with some pretty high level um, internet entrepreneurs um, about six months ago. And our the leader of that group took our last session and he said, guys, I want to talk about NFT technology and the blockchain, he said, because most of you don't understand what it is. He even said, <laughs> I don't fully understand what it is. But he said, I think that what we're seeing right now is as big as when the Internet came out, is as big when email you know, started, you know, and these things that even when the television came out, you know, I was watching Downton Abbey the other night. I lo- we love to watch Downton Abbey. And they were talking about the evolution of the radio. You know, and they called it the wireless back then. And everybody was like, oh, this is a fad. Oh, this is not going, this will never stay. And, you know, this is just for the early adopters and that sort of thing. And yet how it monumentally changed uh, society and the way that we communicate. So whichever one of you wants to talk about just kind of in a nutshell, what is the blockchain, NFT technology, how would you explain that to somebody that has no clue what this is and how to even begin to think about it? Right. I think this is always the hard part, right? When people ask us, like, okay, how do we explain that? <laughs> yeah, because honestly, right, like we are not the experts, you know, and it is really quite tacky, like the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, so I'll, I will do our utmost best based yeah. on like our understanding, right? Yeah. So, I mean, basically like uh, uh, currently like in, in the computing world, you know, basically a lot of things are just centralized, you know, like you have central, centralized databases and so on. So a decade ago, I think um, some of you can go watch some blog, Bitcoin history and everything. <laughs> and they will explain to you. But in a nutshell, essentially is that um, like ledgers becomes decentralized, meaning that your information is stored in a decentralized manner. You know, and uh, this information and transactions are all um, decentralized, basically, and the computing power is all decentralized. Yeah, so essentially, when we talk about um, blockchain technologies, you know, it's really about this whole term called distributed ledgers, you know, yeah, which is really technical, right? So if we talk about what is an NFT, you know, um, think of it as like uh, um, it's non-fungible token. Yes. 
Okay, that's an NFT. And if you talk about it, um, we need to first kind of define what is fungible and non-fungible first. Yeah, so fungible just actually means that something that is uh, interchangeable. So for example, okay, like uh, I have, say, a $10 note and you, Matt, have a $10 note. Yeah. Are you okay to exchange it with me? Yeah, I mean, that's a $10. No problem, yeah, right? right. Uh-huh. Yeah, the value is the same. You know? right. So it is not unique in that sense. And at the same time, if you give me $10, $1 note and I give you a $10 note, I will change it, right? Yeah, because sure. the value is the same. Yeah, but when we touch on something that's non-fungible, it just mm-hmm. means that it, it actually is a unique item, you mm-hmm. know, which meant that the... So for example, if I have a limited um, edition, say, baseball cap, you know, and uh, that is hand-signed, you know, right? And now I'm going to tell you, Matt, this is $5,000, right? Yeah. And you're going to say, no, nah, I think it's only $2,000, right? <laughs> right? But that baseball cap is just one of its kind. Mm. It's completely unique, you know? And, you know, unless both of us agree on the value, you know, right. we won't trade it. Yeah. Right. So that is actually what a, a non-fungible means. You know, and depending so when, and depending on how many people want that baseball cap, yes, then the desire and the value goes up exponentially sometimes, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So a non-fungible token just simply means that token means it's like a digital asset, you know, where it actually encrypts certain data within it. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's called NFT. And it is verifiable on a blockchain. Yeah. So essentially, it is able to verify and it carries like data within that token to say that, okay, you know, this particular token, okay, represents this art or this mm. music or this video, you know, and it can uh, actually assign a, a unique ownership to a person. Yeah. So now, essentially, I can actually own a digital asset and it can be verified. So yes. for example, some people say like, you know, why bother, right? Like, why bother, you know? Like I can just download the JPEG. <laughs> right, right. Like, why, would I, why would I bother, right? But think about it, it's like if three of us all three of us have a Mona Lisa painting in our house. Two of us have a fake and you have a real one. Yeah. Right? It's different. Yeah. Well, and that gets into, I think, a a real helpful understanding in talking to you guys previously. And Patrick, maybe you can talk about this. You know, the people who are desiring and buying NFT art are not necessarily the same people that are buying your physical art, like they would come in and buy a piece off the wall because it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems they value different things. For me, if I'm going to buy a physical painting, I want, I love the patina. I love the way the light shines on it. I may love the frame. I love just the way the size of it and the impact in the room. Whereas in a digital world, the people that are buying digital art value that unique digital authenticity they're going to be displaying and using that in different ways. So talk about the difference in customers, because I think a lot of people think, well, how am I going to get my clients to buy NFTs? And Mm -hmm. what I hear you guys saying is that this is a completely different, potentially completely different clientele with a different set of values and willingness to purchase. Yeah. Okay. I I think it's, you are rightly pointed out, it's two group of a customer, a clientele base. But yeah. one day, I believe one day, it will slowly converge. Mm-hmm. But it will take a period of time. One of the key things is educational process. Mm. So example, the, 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 the earlier group, like, like in the past, like you like to feel and touch and, and see, right? 
hold a physical object, you know, touch the, the glossiness of the painting or the texture of the paintings. Yeah, yeah. That is what we, we are growing up with that. But we value that. We value the physical object. We value the, 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 the feel, the, the, the tangible object. Yes. But for people who are growing up in the digital world, like example, uh, younger people, the millennials who, who grew up playing games and buying um, um, assets from the game, like example, uh, from a particular character and they sell their sword, their shield, you know, the, the special power. They, the kids will spend money and buy those assets. And after a while, to them, that is something that I own. I can, I, they don't mind spending the money in that digital space. So as when NFT come into that space, um, those group of people, they used to purchase things online. They are okay not to feel it and touch it. They value- that, That's it. normal for them. That's normal. It's just- right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they value the digital thing that they, they know that they own something that can be proven. Something can be um, uh, 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 authenticated. Yeah, so these are some of the things that they are trained, they grew up in that space. But one day, I believe, when through educational education, people from the first group of people, they will slowly understand. And when they started to go into like metaverse in the future, they will slowly appreciate that. Yeah, It will slowly converge, yeah. Now, what I can hear people right now on, I, I see, I hear them prophetically in my, in my ear. <laughs> I get, you know, I hear, cause I hear these conversations about, you know, I remember when Mark Zuckerberg came out, what, six months ago and, and did the whole metaverse, you know, this is where things are going to be going. And so many people, and I have to say so many believers were just like, Oh, the world is coming to an end. And this, the antichrist and oh, it's going to be all this kind of stuff. And, and honestly, I'm asking people as they're listening today, reserve judgment as you live, hear by the spirit, hear, hear what the Lord's saying, because I think it's so easy to say, well, this is right. And this is wrong. This is good. And this is bad. And I think again, what you guys are saying and what I hear you saying is that, Hey, this is the way technology is developing. This is the way the you know world is developing. Where is the Lord in the middle of this? Where can we continue as artists to have an impact for light and life or are we just going to give that land up to the enemy, as it were? Because, you know, my son's 18. He's really into the gaming world, all that sort of thing. I think we all know that's probably not the, you know, uh, most beautiful Christian-filled, <laughs> you know, re redemptive area. I mean, there, there's a lot of darkness out there in, in that world. Or would, you, would you agree with that? And yes, totally agree. I think because um, gaming, it started with gaming culture. Yeah. So the gaming culture is all about magics and spells and killings and destroying right. and monsters. So I think the kids are grow up in that space and they accept that as part of their culture. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's so, very different. Yeah. And so you're just intentionally coming in and saying, hey, we can create fabulous art at this level that speaks into this world, that speaks into this culture and and not only do that and have an impact, but also do that and and make money um you you mentioned the other day patrick which I, I thought was interesting especially as nft is connected to cryptocurrency and and that sort of thing and you know some of these folks have 
get maybe got into crypto five years ago and the thing that they paid 0.00001 cents, you know, for yeah. is now really a lot of money. They've they've been in that early adoption wave and they're willing to pay five thousand, ten thousand dollars for a digital hat or something. I mean, talk about that because again, that just kind of blows people's mind like what? Like this is an alternate universe. Like what is going on? <laughs> yeah, sure. I think I think go back to like years ago when Bitcoin was uh, still really really cheap, right? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. <laughs> exam- example: you just use ten dollars as a value, right? So one coin is ten dollars, but today one Bitcoin is maybe forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So you're talking about that percentage of growth, but imagine if I bought a Bitcoin at $10 years ago, right? and I still keep it with me, $10. Then when I reach today, right. where a Bitcoin is $50,000, and if I like something on the uh, the NFT or digital site, right? I, I look at a digital head example, which a digital head for my avatar character in the digital world, I can't even use it physically. It's basically only for my digital character. Yes. And that cap cost 10,000 US dollars. In the right frame of mind for us, I, I wouldn't, I would say, why would I spend $10,000 on a, a, a cap that I can't touch, I can't feel, I can't even put on my head. Yeah, yeah. But, but for them, for the, for the kids who, who bought $10 per coin, actually $10,000 is only $2.00. Yeah, maybe two dollars. Right? <laughs> yeah, no brainer. It's yeah. cheap. In fact, it's cheap to them. <laughs> yeah. So that there's the compare comparison in terms of when did the people bought into bitcoins? Yeah. I think that plays a big part, and a lot of them, the gamers, they start very young, very early. That's where they accumulated all the coins. Yeah. When it goes back to this fact, I think, and I teach this in art marketing, in general, you can never price your art based on what you think you would pay for it or what your friends or family would pay for it. You always sell your art based on what the market, you know, will allow yeah. and what the market is, is demanding. And I think that goes back to your point, Lily, of, you know, I've got this one to take a hat, for example, that hand sign, you know, physical hat. If I only have one of them, then it becomes a bidding war and the value goes up. And the nice thing with NFT technology is that every time that sells, talk about that because every time that sells, the, the developer of that, the creator of that is benefiting as opposed to in the regular art world. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So the whole thing about um, tokenizing it is that it's a digital contract, a smart contract, and you can actually uh, code it in whatever terms you want to code it in. You know, so for example, and that's a huge game changer for creatives. So we were talking about, I think we chatted about this last week about how like, you know, an artist, right? Like, at the early stage of his career, for example, you know, he might have sold his paintings like like a thousand dollars each, you know. And then at the end of his career, you know, he kind of passed on and then his art or whatever, like maybe got auctioned at Christie's, you know, for a million dollars. Okay. Even if like let's say he didn't, he's still around, but he got auctioned for a million dollars, he gets nothing out of the million dollars. Yeah, right. Because he only get the thousand dollars that he he sold it off. Right. But right now, with basically what this means in blockchain is that the royalties get paid back perpetually back to the artist. Yeah. So for example, at that time, if it's sold for 1 million, say either 5% or 10%, whatever you quote it, goes back to the artist. Every time oh. the art sells, the artist get a percentage of it. You know, And that is so awesome for artists and creators because um, we do see that in the music industry. 
you know, where they pay back royalties. Yes. But for artists, this is really unheard of, yeah. you know, and that is so awesome. Such good news for creators out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, because it does begin to, to build that opportunity for recurring income. And again, guys, as you're watching this and you're even trying to put your head around this, realize this is a very fluid type situation. I mean, Patrick, you've said before, this is not something that's changing yearly, it's changing daily. You know, the the so there's there's quite the learning curve. So Lily, I know you are kind of the the techno guru behind uh all of this and that sort of thing. As folks are are thinking about, well, gosh, this sounds really interesting. I'd love to maybe explore where where would I even start? Is there a place to start? Are there a collection of resources? What kind of things should people be be thinking about as they start thinking about NFT? Yeah, so I think the starting point, like I mean, with how we started, mm-hmm. was really just going online to look at all kinds of resources, you know, whether it's YouTube, you know, as beginners, or else articles and so on. And then subsequently, what we did was uh, essentially there are two ways, you know, um, for artists to begin. They could, example, list their artwork, learn how to list their artwork on a platform, on an NFT platform you know, and uh, attempt to sell it. So some artists come to us and say, oh, no, how do we even start? Can I just list my artwork, you know? And I always say this, it's exactly the same as how you would promote yourself as an artist. You know, mm. you can't just put up something on the website and say like, okay, I'm going to be able to sell these things, right? That's the whole thinking of marketing behind it, you know, yeah. and so on. And that is exactly the same uh, in this NFT space as well. Yeah, like example, you go through galleries, right? Mm. Artists have to go through galleries because gallery has its own pool of network. So that's the reason why artists will go through a gallery. And yeah, it's the same thing in, in digital world as well, in NFT. Yeah. 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 And there's been a really steep learning curve for us because um, you kind of then have to figure out where the buyers are, you know? So for example, crypto buyers of art, um, mainly in the States, for example, like China, Taiwan, you know, and uh, um, what kind of art, you know, are they kind of collecting, for example, and which platforms they are on, you know? So for example, when we first started, We've always used Instagram. And then we realized that, oh, none of them are on Instagram. They're on Twitter. And we're like, oh, man, it's like for four years, we've been building on Instagram, but we've done nothing on Twitter. So we had to start from scratch, you know, again, just to like build awareness and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's uh, really a a holistic strategy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think for us, we are, we are just we just love to share what God has like done for us, and we love to be of help to like artists as well. You know, so we do have a community as well on our Discord. You know, where some of the artists recently an American artist also joined mm. us. You know, and then we zoomed her and kind of share with our experience. You know, yeah. how to get started and so on. Yeah. Mm. Now, for those folks who might not know what Discord is, and I, I know only what Discord is because I have an eighteen-year-old, and he's. That's where they get together and talk in the gaming world and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. you guys have a community in there as well. So give it what is Discord, just for those that may not know. Sorry, what is what is Discord? Oh, okay. So Discord is actually like what you say. Um, it's kind of like a platform where you have your WhatsApp, your Telegram, your Instagram, your Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everything, your Zoom, you know, everything combined into one. Yeah, that's a, a, actually a platform like that. And you kind of can just sign up for it and then you go in there, you know, and you can join different communities mm. to find yeah. out about the NFT space or you can join our community, Patrick Bazzalo, you know, and go for the new to NFT space, you know, and we will actually help do our best onboard artists and so on. Mm-hmm. So recently, we also helped a Singapore artist 
you know, kind of launch a collection basically on our uh, our platforms as well, you know, uh, on Discord and so mm. on. Yeah. Wonderful. We're trying to, for us on on our side, we try to consolidate helping artists to come together. Yeah. Especially yeah. Christian artists. Christian artists and all art that is uh, uplifting and uh, encouraging. So what happened is, if you are a independent artist and uh, you're getting into this space, you're going to be lost. You're totally lost in that space. Yeah. And yeah. because it's so saturated, right? There's so many art pieces out there. So we are trying to consolidate helping artists to come together so that everybody who wanted to look for art that is uh, uh, Christian art, uh, art that is encouraging and uplifting, they have one space to go to and they have one platform they can search and they can find all the things that they want. This right. is what we're trying to create now. I love that. And for all you guys that are watching and listening, we'll be sure to put the links to those right here in the show notes. You can go go directly to that. Patrick, talk about how your business has changed over the years and, and maybe even give us an example like five years ago, the work that you were selling and making versus what you're making and selling now and um, how the income difference is and, and that sort of thing. Are you mostly focused on NFT or is it just a part of what your our business looks like now? Okay, I think I think there are. I would say I shifted about maybe thirty percent for now, but I will slowly move upward. Yeah. To to more towards NFT, but it depends on the the re- receiving part whether how how well it do in in that space. But but again, again that part we have to, you know, you just have to test, try and error. But but eventually, would I would love to move. S- from 20-30% upward to at least 60 to 70%. Yeah. But I will not give up on my physical art because there's something that I I personally I love the tactile, the touch and the sure, feel. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just the smell of the resin, <laughs> <laughs> the smell of the you know, turpentine and things like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, they, these are not the nicest smell, but but these are something that that makes us, you know, we feel yeah. that we, we are doing something physical. And and I felt that that part also keep my to hone my skill to continue to hold my skill because after a while if i do too much digital i might lose touch on the physical mm. yeah because physical has a lot of it's not just about firming uh, not just about um um settings right you know the digital can do a lot of settings and, yes, and, yes. and presets and you can do do things quickly but physical there's a lot of uh like a like a like a physics that you calculated in there an example of the resin although there's a there's a certain proportion of mix but you still need to know the temperature the 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 room temperature how it goes yeah sure yeah. so sure. that part I, I i still love to keep it yeah 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 i think for for every artist most of us love the tactile and we love yeah. the experience of being in studio and and that sort of thing so yeah you know i just i love your guy i love what you guys are doing i love your heart i love that you're um, you know, you're stepping into an area that um, I don't see a lot of believers stepping into at all from a creative standpoint. And I just, I love that you're, you have an ear to the, vo- the voice of the Lord. What is he saying? Where is he leading us? What would you say as we kind of wrap up this conversation to, to an artist that might be sitting out there right now and they've, they've, maybe they've been a digital artist and they're like, I've always been frustrated that I didn't know how to sell my work, but now I'm starting to see, this is a possibility. And then also maybe an artist that's just like, wow, I never even knew this was possible. What would you say to, to, to encourage them today um, as they consider getting started in NFT art? 
Yeah, I think that maybe we'll just want to leave off with uh, the audience with what we both felt like the Lord left with us when we first yeah. stepped to the space. Yeah, so I think um, before Mark Zuckerberg came up with renaming his uh, world as uh, Facebook as Meta, I think uh, a week before, we actually heard the Lord spoke to us and he said like, he said that, you know, Metaverse, he said, you know, how about you guys put, you know, the verse, my verse into the meta. Mm. My verse as in the word of God into the meta. And then I think for us was like, how do we do that? And he's like, what's in your hands? We said, in our hands are art, right? And he said, then put your art in that space, Mm. you know, use your gifts, you know, and watch me use what you put into that space, you know, and look to me to be your provision, Mm. you know? And honestly, when you ask how much revenue are we getting from NFTs, um, We've only started like three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how new it is, you know. Yeah, but I think it's like when we walk on water, we just take that step to be with that's the right. Lord, you mm-hmm. know, and to learn about that space and to step to that space. If not, even you know, really for the next generation as well, mm-hmm. you know, and that we will be ahead of the curve rather than chasing the trend later on where it becomes mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's just really um, what we felt. And then um, Patrick will just maybe share that part where he realized what meta means, right? You know, and oh. like, wow. Yeah, okay. Um, when Mark Zuckerberg announced that the Facebook to become meta, yeah. and there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a viral video that floating around talking about the Jewish people are laughing at at, at that because they, they're wondering why is it Mark Zuckerberg you, you are Jew Jewish and why would you name Meta because Meta in, in Hebrew means date or death I think something like that yeah. wow. so so it's pretty strange that you name your own company date yeah so and then with that part where the Lord showed the vision to us and put ver- my verse into the Meta which is let's say example if the word is death then the Lord says put my verse, which is the life, God's word is life, yeah, yeah. into death, wow. into meta, into death. Yeah, so that's where we just do our little part, bring our little little, little NFT into our Offering. offerings up into that space and see, right. see where the Lord leads and, and yeah. Yeah, just that mustard seed, right? That's all it takes, right? Just a little yes. bit, just a little yeah. bit. So. And we're praying for like a whole band of like creatives mm. to really invade this space together. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's not just art, musicians, mm. music, yeah. you know, and videos and every area of creativity because that's what mm. God made us. Yeah. His first right. creative, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I just add these things like example, um, the Lord showed me once before we all we are all believer. We are like a little coal of, of charcoal coal. And if you separate each coal away from each other, they are just little red heat up wood, right? Yes. yes. But if we put every pile of little charcoal into one, come together as one, and it's no longer just giving out heat, it burns. Yeah. It creates flames and it burns, it cooks, it, it but the most important you need the wind, mm. the wind, the rock, which is the Holy Spirit that, that will stir up this whole fire to take into an NFT space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I believe that believers, we need to come together like a coal. If we are fighting alone outside with a little coal, I think it's a little bit difficult. Very tough. Very mm-hmm. tough. But if we come together like a power of fire, yeah, it means something. I love it. I love it. You know, I got I want you guys to pray if you would, just for our listeners, because uh, guys, that's why we have this podcast. That's why we have our 
artist mentoring community, we believe in the power of community that God's not designed you for to walk this thing alone, but he's designed you to walk with each other, uh, arms linked, you know, going toward uh, the same vision, different expressions, but but all unified. So guys, would you take a moment, just pray a blessing and uh, just pray the wind of God into, into the audience right now that the ones, because I, I believe that there are people out there right now, you're going to look back at this interview and you're going to say that was a marker moment right there that something ignited inside my heart and it set me off into a new direction in my art. And so guys, let's just take a moment and just, just release what the Lord has in you to release. Sure. Yeah. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for, for this, um, this platform, this channel that is allowing us to share, let us, allow us to come together and talk about this space. Mm. And Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, that whoever has the heart to get into this space, no, fear not. Yeah. Fear not. Yeah. Let us not be afraid, but be bold like a lion. Let us be not ashamed of the gospel and started to put the word of God into this space, start to bring your art that was uh, uh, godly inspired, that was uh, heavenly inspired. Let this art be spread around the NFT space. And, and also, Lord, let this space be filled with life. Yes. Life, Lord. Filled with life. Like your word says so, life. Lord, we also um, call out, more artists to to rise up in this space. Yes. Um, whether is it from physical painting artists to musicians, um, to 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 even actual celebrities, Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will stir their heart up, mm. stir their heart up, and and let us come together and 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 be like a core of fire mm. and start to burn. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In yes. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you so much for being on today. If you're as you're watching or listening, guys, definitely click the links that are here uh, in the show notes. You can connect with Patrick and Lily and all the cool stuff that they're doing. And guys, I can't wait to come back maybe in a year and and get an update on, on what's going on and how the world has changed and, and that sort of thing. But bless you guys and thanks so much for uh for being on the podcast today. Thank, thank you for having us, Matt. Thank you Appreciate for having us. Yeah, yeah. Really honored to be here. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember... You were created to thrive. Bye-bye.